Hi, I'm Mary. And I'm Camille. We're going to be talking about Star Trek Voyager Season 1, Episode 1, Caretaker Parts 1 and 2. Yes. So, we start off by hearing a little bit about the plight of the Maquis, which is a group of people who originally belonged to the Federation. It's sort of a Star Wars intro, really. Yeah, yeah. The the words words flowing down down the screen. Yep. Blue instead of yellow. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Um... So, the Federation and the Cardassians used to be very iffy, and they used to fight a lot, but at this point, we have learned that they've signed a treaty. Yeah. And in that treaty, they handed over a certain group of planets to the Cardassians that used to be belonged to the Federation, right? Yeah. So, they, all of those people are mad because their homes are gone, yeah. right? So they're now part of the Cardassian Empire in which they cannot live anymore because they are not Cardassian. So to fight back, they kind of mount this resistance movement. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we're at so far. So our opening scene. The Maquis. Um, the Maquis. So we've got Chakotay in a ship. And Bevana. You really Bevana. only see Bevana really. and Tuvok. And Tuvok. So those and are some crew members. Tuvok's of the kind Maquis. of worked his way up into the rankings with them. With the he's Maquis. Like, yeah. So almost second in command there. Yeah, I would say. And the Bevana's their engineer. Mm-hmm. So they're in this ship. It's um, an old ship. The engine is 39 years old. So they're not really in the greatest shape. Yeah. Um, and we see them fighting with some Cardassians. And what do we, as far as, like, what we kind of learn right off the bat on each character, I mean, we see that Tuvok is a Vulcan, um, Belana's half Klingon. She's kind of got her temper. She's very feisty, yes. You don't see that, like, all of that at first, but you can, you can kind of get a feel You kind of get it. it. She's very excited and, like, very kind of high stress uh-huh. about what's happening. Um, I think Chakotay, we see just how strong, independent, um, dedicated he is. Yeah. Probably. And how he's, like, a captain of that ship, and mm-hmm. he still, like, always has his people. Yeah, yeah, he's a leader, but he thoughts. always has people working together. They just have a good working system, yeah. I think. Yeah. And then it goes to, uh, Tom. Yeah. Well, first <laughs> of all, so we see them, and they go into the Badlands, which is a region yeah. of space that's bad. It's very hectic. Yeah. The Badlands. And then we go, we see Tom, who is a con? Uh, he's he's a convict. He's in prison. Prison, working on something. They have him <laughs> working. We don't know does. what that is. It's not really described. He's, he's working kind of on there. something. He's there doing something in prison with a hyperspanner or something. Doing something, uh-huh. working somewhere. Um, and then we see Janeway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be honest, she's super pretty, but at this moment is probably her worst. <laughs> yeah. It it's not. It doesn't really set her up to for who she is. Yeah. She just kind of stands there and she's like, Tom Paris, I need to talk to you. And it's uh, like, oh, okay, that's all we see of her right now. But she gets better. She's and, better. Yeah, she, she gets way better. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you can't really capture Janeway's essence yeah. in, in a clip. You need to see that journey and that uh-huh. ruling just, oh, she's awesome. But we'll see more of her later. Yeah, you need to see her as her captain. Yeah, yeah. And we kind of see Tom. Tom snarky, doesn't really want to talk to her. Yeah. Kind of a broken man, I Probably think. mostly because she was with yeah. his dad. Yeah. And I think we also learned something about Janeway's background because 
Tom calls her the best and the brightest. My, you know, my dad uh, would only accept the best and the brightest. So we get this idea, and we see that she's got a science background. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we learn about her. I think it's interesting, because I wish we would have gotten a more, like, an episode with Tom's dad. Yeah. That was more, like, into his his character emotionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if, if Catherine Janeway got, like that amazing under mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. then I want to see how he did things yeah That'd it would be interesting, interesting to see their working dynamic yeah. yeah we don't really hear a lot about that we kind of get a feel for this tension between Tom and his dad oh, just yeah. the way he regards there's a definite kind of I don't know and you can tell since there. like he's such a high character mm-hmm. and that Tom is like Tom is so low he's, he's in prison so low yeah. like wow the relationship mm. is pretty bad yeah yeah so Janeway uh, approaches him with this offer, right? She mm-hmm. wants him to do this job. Um, so the Maquis are missing, and the Federation's concerned because Tuvok, we learn now, is actually undercover. Yes. He's an undercover spy. He, he's awesome. Man, Tuvok is so great. Um, oh, man, he's cool. So we'll hear more about him later. Oh, yeah. And Janeway's concerned because... He is her chief of security. Uh, So, Tom really has no loyalty to the Maquis. He was kind of only working there for some money or for something. We don't really know why. Mm -hmm. He just is not loyal to them. Um, He's not really loyal to anyone. He really isn't, no. Which is a surprising thing with Janeway taking on, like, a prisoner. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I guess it makes sense because it is the sign of... The yeah, she worked under, and and he is good. Like he's a good pilot. Yeah. She wants him to pilot the ship, and he is the no, he's the no, best. No, she didn't want to. Or no, like, no, 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 no piloting for you. Oh, that's right. Okay, just a carry on person. He wanted to pilot the ship. Yeah, though. he he was like, hey, I'm the best pilot. I'm there the is. best. I'm the best. But <laughs> she was like, snarky no. moment there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, you're right. She did not want him to pilot. She wanted him just for his knowledge of the Maquis, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it was just the Maquis. Okay. I love seeing Tom such a low state and then yeah. seeing oh. the rest of everything. And mm-hmm. even how he grows in that one episode. Yeah. Yeah. The whole episode he's just getting better and better. Just getting better and better and better. Yep. Um he so the next scene is they're getting on Voyager, yeah, right? She he agrees to do it and they go to Voyager. I mean, he didn't really have a choice. He didn't really have a choice. He's a prisoner. <laughs> but um yeah. He's like, sure, I'll help you rat out my yeah, ex nothing friends. better to do. Yeah, seriously. Um so they see Voyager. Yeah. Which the best it's ship. the best ship this fleet has got. We learn that it has bioneural circuitry, which is um very advanced as far as, like, technology. Yeah, and nothing else has that, so, like, nothing no else. one knows about this shit mm-hmm. besides yeah. the Federation. Yeah, it's a big deal. Big deal. We've got mm-hmm. that majestic orchestral music in the background. Oh, yes. It's the best. Oh, it's great. Yeah. And then we see Harry. Harry, yes. Mm-hmm. Him and his... He seems so smart at first, and then... But then he's just, like... Doesn't know how to deal with this Ferengi dude. Yeah, yeah. This, a Ferengi's trying to sell him something, and he just doesn't know how to deal with it yeah. in the correct way. He kind of goes and like insults the Ferengi, and at first and then you're like, like yeah. gonna get in trouble. Yeah, 
Because he's like, dude, we were warned about you. We're not going to, I'm not going to try to gonna, buy anything. Yeah. But then you're like, dude, you don't tell someone You don't that. tell the Ferengi yeah, that Federation is you. warning their, their cadets exactly. to not deal with Ferengi. That's, yeah. That's so luckily Tom steps in because he's obviously had experience with this. With, with dealing with difficult situations. Yes. yes kind of slippery people they uh they both help each other a lot throughout yeah. these episodes yeah they do even in just this one it, there, yeah, there is a one. definite relationship and just and they they're taking care of each other which oh, is yeah. great which is kind of funny because they didn't they just kind of got that friendship yeah like, it was just kind of plopped right it was just right there yeah and they're not really that similar if you think about it they're, they're just, not they're very just kind He's of too just kind of taking them under his wing yeah like, mm-hmm yeah, you had said interesting something interesting earlier how Tom kind of was like a fatherish figure to Harry. Uh huh. In that Tom wanted to be what the his father he never the person he never had. Yeah. Again, we got that tension with his dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Tom kind of helps Harry out, and then we learn that Janeway is engaged. And that adorable yes. little scene. Oh, I love that. that. Oh, Her and Mark. Yes, so amazing. They, they have a dog. The only time I ever accept someone liking a dog <laughs> is with Janeway. Oh, I don't know what you have against dogs, but... I just don't like them. Okay. <laughs> yes, but Janeway and Mark are very sweet. They're they're very comfortable with each other. Uh-huh. Which is... It's an interesting kind of dynamic because we see Janeway and how she deals with Tom, and it's very like, I'm Captain Captain yeah, Janeway, she and I need you to do Yeah, she has her captain and her... And then her, her kind of normal person. Yeah. Which is really interesting. It makes a lot of sense if you think about it because that's, of course, that's how you would be if you were if you were a captain. Exactly. She and knows how to, how to act. She knows she does. what's what. She has a very good idea of social status and how to... Yes, how to yeah. deal with... Certain people. Certain people. How to regard... I mean, working relationships. Yeah, she's very good at that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I think... Then, Tom and Harry, they meet, like, the doctor, and Tom's yeah. like, I kind of know who you are. Mm-hmm. They haven't met, but, like, he yeah, knows Yeah, there's this tension between the doctor and Tom for uh-huh. some reason, and we don't really hear about that until really? later. Really? That's the only time you see the doctor. That's the only time that you see the doctor is that he's got some beef with Tom. I don't even know his name. I, I don't even know if it was said, or if yeah, it was, it was such a not. small thing, uh-huh. but he's really mad at Tom, and... Yes. Tom's got a big background. He does. And a lot of people seem to know about him, which, yeah, in which a is bad weird. way. In a bad way? You like, think they would... Co- I mean, I guess since he is under uh, his dad, yeah. then everyone would know about yeah, his dad. Everyone would know so about his know dad. About that Tom. does make a little bit more sense. And I think the doctor was stationed on, like... I want to say Keswick Prime or something, maybe? Like, oh, shoot, what was that called? But it was something where Tom had was posted there while the doctor was there at the same time. Yes. I don't know where it is. But he was posted at this place that the doctor was, and there was something happened. We don't know what it was, but Tom mm-hmm. has this very big backstory. Uh-huh. So that was kind of interesting to see. Kind of interesting. Yep. Oh, it was Caldic Prime. I'm looking at it now. Caldic Prime. The doctor says he was a surgeon at the hospital on Caldic Prime. Uh, so that's where that's where we hear about that. <sighs> All right, let's see. So, so then they they get into this. They see the. Uh, what's so they, the? They get into Voyager. Yeah. They go to the 
Badlands, right? Yeah, they get into the Badlands, where Tom warned them about and said not to yeah, go. Yeah, he said not to He's go He's smart. There. He's smart. He knows. Too bad he they knows. didn't listen to him. Yeah. Because <laughs> we see... What what even was that? There was a Tetrion theme. Like, I, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. There's scanned or something? Like, something happens. There's a magnetic variation approaching. That's what they call yeah. it. There's this, like, thing approaching um the the officer at the con described it as a wave like there was something coming at them and they don't really know what it was and it almost seemed like a big um uh beam to like beam them seventy thousand light years yeah it was like pushing them somewhere which was weird in of itself but and then so Voyager tries to disperse whatever this thing is. They try to get away. Janeway asks if they can go to warp. Nothing is working. So they are like, okay, we got to brace for impact. Because uh-huh. this thing is coming. Full speeds ahead. And that poor guy runs yeah, across yeah. the bridge. Yeah, commanding officer, who, her first officer, who, again, we don't really know at all. Like, yeah. that's kind of really the only He's got, like, gray him. hair. He's got gray hair. We don't know his name. Um, He, he dies. He just tries to run across the bridge. Yeah, he's kind of like an time. idiot. You'd think he'd be smarter and than that. Voyager gets hit by this massive wave and he is thrown to the ground because he was running. Yes. Um, when you're when you're told to brace for impact, that normally means to brace, brace for, for impact. impact. Yeah, not run across the <laughs> ship. So um uh that was interesting. Yep. And then he dies. There's a Sadly. lot of heavy casualties. Uh-huh. Um, and I think something that's really interesting is Janeway really stays calm and, like, focused. Yeah. Even, like, her hair's all messed up. She was knocked over. She's got some cuts and stuff. A few seconds later, when they, they notice the array and everything, yeah. she's walking around. She's and walking she's, like, around. fixed her hair She fixed already. her hair. And she, like, she's, yeah. she's going down to engineering and making sure that the warp she's cord doesn't explode. This. She's experienced. She's experienced. She knows what she's doing. She's not freaking out. She's very strong. And they, they check the sensors, and Harry is, like... I don't know what I'm seeing. There's something out there. <laughs> She's like, I need a description. I need a, I need a better description than that. I Oh, man. I just love how she captains in that moment. Uh-huh. She just does such a good and job And Harry's captaining. like, I'm new to this. This is my Harry's first time. Harry's like, I don't know what I'm doing. 70,000 light 70, years from home. His first mission. I know. First mission. The poor guy. They're 75,000 light years from home. It's such a kid. Other side of the galaxy in the Delta Quadrant. Yeah. So, and she's still calm after that. She's like, still how, not freaking how out. How do we get home? And still going to stay calm. Yeah. Still. Yeah. And they see this like, a ray thing. They don't even really know what it is. Janeway just calls it an array. Yeah. That's what it's known by for the rest of the episode. This Kind like, of forever, really. <laughs> yeah. We don't really ever know what it is, but it's yep. just, like, this this structure floating in space. When that one guy died on the bridge, that's also when the doctor died. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the doctor died. The yeah. doctor died. And there's all these heavy, heavy casualties. So while Janeway's dealing with the array, we see that in sickbay, the doctor's dead, the nurse is dead. There's, like, zero medical personnel. Yeah. And they've got tons of casualties. Yeah, so Janeway, she rushes off to engineering. She rushes off to engineering to try and contain the warp core. By the way, they were following the Maquis into the Badlands. Yeah, that's why they were in the in the Badlands, and so, don't, they see the Maquis ship. Yeah. It's near the array as well. Uh Uh-huh. So it was near the array, and they're like, what are they doing there? But they've got all these problems going on, they can't really deal with the Maquis right Mm -hmm. now, so. So, she's engineering. 
uh, and Tom and Harry. Tom go. and Harry go to the sick bay to try and help some way. Yeah. And that's where we see the doctor. The new the new doctor. doctor. Um, who also doesn't have a name. Also doesn't, yeah. <laughs> we just don't know these doctors' names. And this doctor is the emergency medical hologram. hologram. So the EMH. Which they don't emergency. call him until yeah. like the a couple seasons yeah. later. Yeah. So we just really don't know who this guy is. He's a hologram who is a doctor and can also treat people. Also very snarky. He is very snarky. He's very rude. He's like, okay, when are very you know, prideful. medical personnel coming? And he's like, okay, I need a tricorder. So <laughs> I forget whether, I think it was Harry. He Harry. just hands him like a normal tricorder. He goes, he goes, medical tricorder. Like, you should know Duh. this, you dumb insane. It's going to be medical. It's going to be medical tricorder. So Come on, kid. He, yeah, you should know this, even though you have zero medical training yeah, whatsoever. No experience, nothing. Nothing here, but you should know. So that's that's Doc. Um, and then, oh, this is, this, I wrote this down. This is kind of funny. Tom, the, the doctor was like, okay, when are medical personnel going to come? And Tom goes, well, we may be stuck with you for a while. <laughs> yeah, you will be. That's for foreshadowing. For, for a very long, long time. Yep. So that's that. And then that's kind of the last we see of sick bay for that time. Janeway goes down to engineering. Everyone, everyone gets, uh, There's like beamed a scan, off. and everyone is beamed off the ship. Yeah. So the doctor's just left the there. The doctor's gone. And this is the first of many times you hear him say that his program hasn't been his shut off. His program has not been shut off. He doesn't know what to do with himself. So he's, he's just stuck. walking around, the poor guy. And everyone's gone. So, yeah, they've all been transported to the array. And this was just weird. This was a weird thing. Like, they're in yeah. this hologram-like thing. They don't really explain what it is. And it's like a farm yeah it's like this weird like, like a, and there's a bunch of people there's like people and like there's this lady who wants him to like eat this food and like sugar cookies and corn and stuff like this old american farm scene uh-huh. and they've all got this southern accent and all this <laughs> stuff and i it's think like, it's very funny how smart all of voyager all of voyager crew is yeah and yet the whole time during this episode they don't know what to call things. They don't know what's happening yeah. or what is. No one has is. any names at this point. Yeah, no one like, has names. They just They're call all things so confused. The array, the like, smartest ship, the smartest crew, and they they don't know. What's they going don't on. know what the heck is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love when they get there. Tom is like, Captain, what the heck? And he's like, yeah. Don't don't believe your eyes, parents. Don't believe your eyes. Yeah, like, don't. <laughs> because no one knows what the heck is happening. It's like this weird thing. Yeah. So that happens for a while, and then like these holographic people are dancing, and you—that's when you first see the old guy. You see this old guy playing a banjo. You don't think of anything of him. He just at kind first, of fits though. into this scene of this exactly. like old American farm. He's just playing his banjo, and they're dancing, and this just this yeah. old guy. Well, he's gonna come back. So <laughs> yes, he's important. You never notice him when you first watch You really it. don't. You're just like, he's another part of the scene. Uh-huh. What's great is that the whole crew is confused, and I remember the first time watching it, I was so We were confused. all confused. We were I, like, didn't, I didn't know heck? what was going on, and we just kept watching. Yeah. And then I watched it a few more times and finally got it. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. This episode, it really, you really have to delve into it, because there are some, I, again, like you said, no one has any names uh-huh. for anything. We're just calling things random, like, it's... Yeah, yeah. it was really just, like, me being one of the crewmen. Like... Yeah. You know, I especially wasn't used to Star Trek mm-hmm. terms and everything, yeah. so I was like, there's this <laughs> beam, and it's coming for them, and now they're <laughs> yeah. just 70,000 light years away. <laughs> Whatever light year is. Yeah. Didn't yeah. even know Delta Quadrant or 
any Alpha other things. Either. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Uh-huh. So then they start searching. They start looking around, and yeah. one of the girls, holographic <laughs> girls, knocks Tom out. <laughs> yeah. Punches him in the face. Because, Second time Tom is with the girl. Yeah. Being all flirty. Yeah. yeah. He was flirting with the con officer earlier, so that that's nice. Get a uh-huh. little a little taste of who Tom is at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, and so they're like in this barn thing. Yeah. And they like aren't supposed to look at it. Uh huh. And doesn't doesn't the girl say like I'm not ready for you yet? Yeah. Or she like that. she like. like Gets all creepy and weird and, and like, punches not ready. Tom in the yeah. face. She's like, "You can't come back here." And, and then so some of like older... ready for what? It was weird. Yeah, ready for what? We were what so heck? confused. Everyone was confused at that point. And then other people came in. And then like Janeway came yeah, in. Yeah, the board came in. And then that lady who wanted them to eat the corn and stuff. She was like, "Well, since you didn't want to eat my corn, yeah, you're gonna have to go ahead of schedule." Yeah. And then this weird thing happens where they're all like unconscious now and they're all like in hospital well but they see the uh oh the maquis crew so so the barn kind of disappears and you see like this hallway and on it like this weird corridor chamber thing and there's like a bunch of like unconscious bodies (laughs) they're just like being probed with like this this medical was like, Tuvok there with them? Yeah, Tuvok was there. So that's like the first time Janeway's seen Tuvok yeah, in such a long time. Yeah, and he's unconscious. I know. On a bed, being probed with a medical yeah, like, whatever metal was, tube thing. Like going through in, their chest yeah, or whatever. It was weird. And you see like all the Maquis crew, and all of them are like obviously confused. Yeah. They're like, what are we looking at? And then that happens to them. Like, there's this weird like flash of light, and then they're all unconscious yeah, in their bed, don't being know what's probed. Going on there. Like, oh man. Yeah. And so... Then they all wake up. They all wake up on Voyager three days later. Three days, yeah. Jeez, I don't know what's what's going on in this three days. I don't want to know. And they're, like, trying to fix it up, and I don't even know, trying to recover. And then they realize Harry's gone. Yeah, Tom was like, okay, where the heck is Harry? (laughs) That's so cute. See, the relationship relationship. was already there. He was already So worried about him. See, like, that kind of fatherly figure seeing himself in Yeah, and I love how he says it. He calls up and he's like, Captain, Kim is gone. I know. Like, Kim is not here. Oh, man, it was great. Yeah. And then they contact the Maquis crew. They contact the Maquis crew, trying to figure out if maybe Kim was, like, transported there by accident. And then we learn that Bolana's gone. Bolana. So one of the Maquis members is gone, too. I, I want to know why it was only them two. Only them two. Well, she she was, like, the only half-Klingon there. But, it was, but there were several humans. There were several humans. I wonder if it had something to do with, like, his race? Because he was... He's predominantly Asian. I don't know. It was Maybe. weird. Some biochemical reason yeah. that them two were gone. Now, if he really was in later episodes, that other weird race yeah. that came along, then that would have made more sense, but he wasn't, so... No one knows why it was no Harry one knows. They were just two random just people. happened. <laughs> yeah. Three um, days. Three days. what could have happened no in one, that time. No one knows. Um, so then they... They decide to work together. They decide to work together, and this is when we realize that Tuvok, like, Tuvok kind of tells them, tells the Maquis, I'm the chief of security. Yeah. Ha ha ha. I'm ratting on you guys. <laughs> Look at me. And then Tom sees Chakotay and is and like, there's Ooh. rivalry there, because Tom, is, everyone's mad at Tom. For everyone's some a traitor. Poor Chakotay. Poor Chakotay. No yeah. one was on his side except no for Bailana, and now Bilana. she's gone. And Bailana's not even there, so... 
Yeah, poor Chakotay's kind of on his own at this point. Um, yeah. And he's very upset because his, one of his crew members is gone. Janeway is very upset because one of her crew members is gone. And they're like, okay, we need to work together. Because there's no point in, like, fighting and trying to take you back if, like, my guy is not here. Yeah. So. So they decide to work together. They beam back. They beam back to the array. But then, then we cut to Harry and Belana. Yeah. And you see a lot of her anger there. Yeah, she was very feisty. Oh, yeah. And Harry's I love, very calm and Harry he's kind of like. Harry was calming mm. and, like, so there's, in this, like, white room and, like, hospital clothes. Yeah. And she's freaking out. She's oh, like, yeah. where the stinking heck am I? And I love how she just, she called Harry Federation. She's I know. Like, I don't know who you are, She calls Federation. him that forever. She does. Yeah, she's like, Federation, you're not going to take me in Federation this, <laughs> Federation that. And he's like, okay. And she just calls, he just calls her, like, whatever yeah. she tells him yeah. to call her. I think, I think she told him her, his name. Or her Later on, she, when she finally calms yeah. down. It was bizarre. So, they're like... Trying to figure out what's going on. Like, in this white room. They don't know what the heck's Uh going on. And I think... Do we see that they're, like, sick there? Yes. There's something growing on their, like, arms and, like, hand. It was Uh weird. Like, this weird growth. And it's like they're sick with something. It was was weird. So, like, they're freaking out because they don't know what is happening. Uh And then they, they kind of go out and... Meet the Ocompans. Yeah, the Ocompan, like, doctor kind of tells them you're sick. They go out to meet the Ocompans, and they realize that they're on Ocompa. Yeah. Which is a planet. And they, that's where we kind of hear more about the caretaker. Mm-hmm. So the old man with the banjo. Then they start talking to him because they beam back. So the Voyager crew and the, the Maquis beam back, and they see this old man with the banjo. Like, everyone else is gone. So they're uh-huh. like, okay, you're our guy. And he's with his banjo, and he's like... That was the most weird conversation. Like, he's like, you don't have what I need. I need something. Go away. Why are you still here? Like, all this weird stuff that just doesn't make sense. Uh Uh-huh. And Janeway's like, what do you need? What do you mean you don't have time? And we kind of get this idea, because he says, like, not enough time left. And then she's like, not enough time for what? And he goes, uh, blah, 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 to honor a debt that can never be repaid. And Tuvok later on, at the end of the episode, is super smart, because he's kind of like, well... Maybe he's taking care of you. Maybe he's taking this care of and that. But and like, he's gonna die. And there's this weird thing because he's called the caretaker of the Ocomp. It's it was just weird and kind of confusing. Yeah. But basically, he's been sending energy to the Ocompans, right? Mm-hmm. And he's kind of sustaining them. And the Ocompans are not above their planet. They are underground, underground in like these caves, but the, they're not dark. They they're very advanced, and there's technology and plants and stuff. And, and like they, they can only live down there because. It's like a desert. It's a desert up top. And yeah. we later learned that that's the caretaker's fault, but mm-hmm. we'll figure that out later. <laughs> so, Harry and Bulana are sick, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so the caretaker's dying of old age. Yeah, we and figure the that Voyager out. crew realizes, like, he's the only way to get He's home. the only way, because him and his array, like, that's what brought him there, yeah. that's what's gonna send them back. And he basically is like, there's not enough time, I can't do that, that takes too much yeah. energy, blah, blah, blah. So he's like fretting over something. Yeah, and then he freaks out and like they all beam back to they Voyager. All be- again. He, he sends them back to Voyager and they're like, well, I don't know what the heck is happening. And then, then they we run see to Neelix. Neelix. So. Neelix. Neelix. He's like a sketchy guy it. at first. He is, because he's like in this like like floating trash. And he's like, this is space. my he's trash. Like, this is my trash. 
And they're like, okay, we don't want your we trash. We don't want it. It's trash. Like, it's trash. You can have your trash. Uh-huh. And basically, they work out, like, a deal that he's going to take them to Okapa or something. Yeah, for weird just thing. water. And they're like, you can have all the yeah, water Yeah, he's like, want. would you have water? And they're like, yeah, sure, you can have water. And so, <laughs> so they give him some H2O, and he's like, okay, I'll take you to Okapa. And they go to Okapa, which is a desert up top, and so they're all like... Because he convinces <sighs> them that he knows how to get down yeah. there. Yeah. Down the to that liar to the caves where the Okamas are, and we see the Kazon, which are like these ugly looking oh. aliens with like green bushes for hair. Yeah, they got like seaweed in their hair. It's or something. disgusting, and they're like orange. They're kind of <laughs> like ugly oopaloopas gone <laughs> wrong. Oh my god! And like they're yes. wearing like dirty clothes, and they're like growling. Like, uh-huh. They kind of remind me of Klingons in a way. Like they're just yeah. very. Like the 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 Klingons and Oompa Loompas combined combined together. together makes the Kazon. They're also really dumb idiots. We learn <laughs> they're like just not intelligent uh-huh. because they like give them some water. They're like so Voyager gives them water, which is the most bizarre thing. Why don't they have water? They give them some water. And then this weird thing happens where, like, Neelix grabs this girl and, like, shoots yeah, the we water. Yeah, it like, kind of looks like a boy at first. And we're like, yeah, who is she's this? She's got like, this really short hair. Yeah. That was the most, because that happened in, like, two seconds. He, like, grabs this person and, like, is starts and shooting. Like, let's beam Let's off. beam up. Let's the water and it's all leaking. And so, like, the Kazon are infuriated and Janeway is like, what just happened? I know, she has no idea So what's there's, going like, on. this person that Neelix grabbed. <laughs> Who is not a Kazon, who's an a Who's, like, Coppin. super beat up. Yeah. And she, like, had blood on her face and uh-huh. stuff. And he's like, my darling, I told you I'd rescue <laughs> I you. Know. And Janeway is like, what is what? happening right now? So that's Kess. Yeah. Neelix apparently has a relationship with. Um, we learn he, later on that Okampa's only lived for nine years. Yeah. And she's one. So she's one, one year old, little baby. Yeah. Who is little. in love with Neelix. We learned that she, like, ran away from the Okampans who live, like, under the yeah. surface because she wanted to see the sun and all this stuff. Drama queen. Um, yes. We don't like Kess very much. She's not even a teenager. She's not even she, a teenager. She's trying she's, to break free. Oh, my gosh. She's, like, the equivalent of a 10-year-old human. Because, yeah. like, you think their lifespan is nine years. Well, like, a human could live till they're 90. She's, like, a 10-year-old. Like, that's where her brain yeah. is at right now. It's, okay, whatever. Anyway. Um, oh, that's so... Oh. Why does Neelix like her? I know. <laughs> oh, that's weird. So, long story short, the Kazon are mad at them, and they're not, like... I don't even know what happened. Like, Kess was like, yeah, we can beam down to the caves. Yeah, because she said uh, the way she got out was... Like, like there was this one spot. spot where the shielding was not strong. Yeah, so that's how they they found a weak spot in the shielding, and then I don't know if it was a shielding or some sort of like structure that was keeping the Okampan yeah. in and the Kazon out. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "I know this spot where we can get in." Yeah, so, so they, they go down, down there, and during that time, uh, Harry and Belana are, like, trying to they're find trying a way They're trying to get out. out. So they're already in, like, a spot. Yeah. Because they, they've look. got this sickness, and they're basically, like, the Okampa basically were like, okay, we can't do anything, you're gonna die. Uh-huh. And they're like, well, if we get to Voyager, we've got really highly advanced medical staff, this sickness will go away. Yeah. 
And we later learned that the sickness, this is kind of disgusting, but, like, was a compatibility test for mating yeah, with the caretaker. With the caretaker. And there's a reason for that, but that kind of comes at the end. I feel like all the answers were just resolved at, at the end. At the end. That's but, like, why the, the whole episode was confusing. The whole episode where you're like, what does this mean? What does this mean? Like, <laughs> we're in this tension. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, man. So Harry and Bellana are trying to get out. The Voyager crew are, like, they're, so they're basically kind of converging together. Like, uh-huh. they're trying to get to each other. And and they also realize the whole, like, beaming from the ray to yeah. Akampa. The, the, like, the pulses of energy to the Akampa are, like, getting faster. They're accelerating, Yeah, they, right? they start getting faster. And, like, it's making the, the Okampa like, shielding, like, unstable. Yeah, so they all like, realize like that the caretaker is kind of losing time now. Yeah, the caretaker is, like, kind of, like, broken. Like, he's not working the way yeah. he used to. And it's weird. They, Again, we don't really know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, then they learn that Okampas are, like, telepathic. Yeah, yeah. They've got uh-huh. some weird telepathic stuff. And there's also, like, in the past, the ancestors of the Okampa were told to have these really weird mental abilities. So, something yeah. going on mentally But with no that. one really believes that besides Kes. Kes is kind of... Kes... Kes is the only one who believes a lot of things. Like, yeah, she's like, we which should is go sometimes outside annoying. the sun. And we're like, no, we're going to stay down here where, you know, we're not going to get yeah. destroyed. But we learn about that in later Yeah, that comes time, later. So. so, I mean, basically what happens is they find the Voyager and the Maquis. They uh, find Harry and But Moana. they can't beam out now. They can't beam out because the array is unstable. They're trying to get out. There's, like, earthquakes. Like, everything is unstable because uh-huh. the caretaker is not stable yeah so so they're going up that one they're going up this like weird windy staircase like trying to get to the surface so mm-hmm. they can get to voyager um and eventually there's like a bunch of like crashing and like uh-huh. they meet up with with uh, harry and they Milana, meet up with who are like so they are so sick out. right now they're like barely conscious uh-huh they get them up after a long difficult Time of it. Tom and Chicote last, which Tom like saves Chicote's life and the whole Indian. And there's like this Indian belief that if someone saves your life, your kind life of belongs them. to them. Yeah. And so like that was weird. I Tom don't know. somehow knowing that, being the yeah. weirdo he is. <laughs> being the weirdo he is. Yeah. And the whole so kind true. of jerk sort of you owe me now, you owe even me though now. I kind of traded you out. Yeah. Now I'm a jerk, but now. So as you could tell, Chicote's a little a little bit annoyed. He kind of said he'd rather die. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather die than you help me. Yeah. So, but that was nice. So basically, they get back up to Voyager through somehow, uh-huh. and Janeway gets on the array, because, like, things are falling apart, and then the Kazon, like, get on ships and are, like, flying at the array, because they want to get on the array, because there's, like, this richness of energy, uh-huh. which was being sent to the Acompas, but the caretaker, kind of the guy in charge of the array is dying of old age Mm -hmm. so that's why the old guy with the banjo when he was like not enough time because he's gonna die so um (laughs) so uh then the kazon destroy the maquis ship the kazon destroy the maquis ship so all the maquis go to voyager and like the kazon are like angry because they like took i don't even know the kazon are just angry all the time yeah (laughs) and they're like shooting at the array even and though they the don't want... The, the, so they destroy the Maquis ship, and they're shooting at the array, but they don't want to destroy the array, they want to disable the self-destruct system. Yes. Because the caretaker... Because they want the stuff for themselves. They want the energy for themselves. 
But the caretaker has put on, like, this self-destruct thing on mm-hmm. the array. So that when he dies, the Kazon won't get to the energy. Because if the Kazon had the energy, they could kill the Okampa. Yeah. It's this crazy, deludedly crazy, like, intertwined mess that kind of <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. So... The caretaker, like, the Kazon destroy the self-destruct thing so they can get the energy and then take the, like, kill the, it's, ugh. <laughs> I don't it's even know. It's too much, Too really. much. Basically, it's bad because the, the Kazon are going to get the energy if the array isn't destroyed. Uh-huh. So, we see the caretaker dies and it's very sad and Janeway and Tuvok are there and they see him die and it's all sad. And basically, Janeway kind of makes this decision that she has to destroy the array to protect the Okampa. Um, which is a rough decision because that also means that they're not going to get home. Yes. So that's... So she, she made a very tough decision. Very tough decision. And it makes sense, though, because, I mean, the whole reason the Kazon, like, were trying to destroy the array is because they took Kess, which was kind of their fault in a weird way because it was... They help Neelix. Like, it was yeah. so crazily intertwined. But basically, she makes this decision that she wants the Okampa to be safe. Uh-huh. And this kind of, a while ago, happened where Neelix was like... You kind of get a sense of his character where he, he loves his loved ones, but then he also... That's kind of it. He, he doesn't, doesn't really deal care about else. other people. So he yeah. was just gonna take Cass and leave. Yeah, he was but actually gonna Cass leave like, the Voyager, but Cass was like, Her annoying say. good self. Uh, yeah. Good, kind of. Kinda. She decided to help Voyager. So, uh, yeah. I guess without her... It's just, it's really complicated. There are a lot of variables, but basically the gist that, like, the show is trying to get you to <laughs> is that Janeway is destroying the array to protect the Okampa. Yeah. Which, if you do the math, makes sense. Just the math a is good extremely person. complicated. The real good person the here. The real good person here is Janeway. So she basically goes back to Voyager and she's like, okay, we're gonna destroy the array. Yeah. And as you might imagine, people start having meltdowns. Oh, Belana. Belana. This is what I love. The Chakotay Belana Janeway moment. Oh, it's so good. Where Janeway decides to make the tough decision to destroy, to destroy the, the array, array, to be, to be not get home. Yep. And Bailana's freaking out. And she's freaking out. And she tells Chakotay, she says, talking about Janeway, she says, who is she, talking about Janeway, who is she to be making decisions for all of us? And then Chakotay, she's the stinking captain. Chakotay goes, she's the captain. And Bailana's, she has this moment, she's like, whoa, did you just, like, give, like... I know, like... You basically gave in your, like, superiority, uh-huh. like, you... <laughs> Which is funny, because how Belana out of everyone's the one freaking out, when she has, like, very few people at home yeah. that she cares about. But, like, like she has everyone family, else, but, like, she doesn't care. Yeah. She has, like, other Maquis, but she doesn't really know or care about them. Yeah, she's, like, more concerned. It, it was just this... It was a masterfully done scene where yes. everyone kind of reacted in different ways. Most uh-huh. of them, there was just kind of this inner, like, Chakotay, though, the respect. Oh, my gosh. And the way he said it, he wasn't even like, Belana, she's the captain. It was just like the... Belana, she's, she's the, the captain. captain. Like, oh, my gosh. Now and forever. Oh, my greatness. Amen. Yes, amen, <laughs> amen. Hallelujah. That was an amazing scene. So... Oh, so good. And it just, oh man, that was kind of the beginning of that just great working relationship between Chakotay, Chakotay and, and Janeway. Janeway. And it was perfect. And, and kind of Belana. But like, and Belana. Yeah. Like, you just, it just portrayed who they are so yes. well. And it was perfect. Exactly. 
So good. And how everyone else is just kind of like, okay, Janeway, like, yeah. Chicote's right. Chicote's right. So we just kind of, kind of. But you could tell there was just this feeling where everyone was just like, oh. Yeah. Like, we're never. They're not. It's there 70. Was, she was like, we'll just have to find another way. Yeah. Like, we're in the Delta Quadrant. Like, we are not going to see our family. And it was just like this sinking feeling. But it was yeah. so masterfully done. Oh, so, beautiful. skipping ahead. So, basically, she destroys, she destroys the array it. with a tricobalt torpedo. The Kazon are like, you have made an enemy today. Yeah. The Kazon, as you could imagine, are annoyed. Yeah. Um, so, that kind of happens. And Janeway, we kind of realized, we, we hear that. Janeway is talking to Tom, and she basically says that the Maquis ship, and, like, the Maquis crew and the Voyager crew are coming together. Yeah. Which is the only thing that makes sense, because... And she, her and Tuvok saw the caretaker die, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Yeah, they were there when he died. Which is, like, a little weird, because he turned into, like, this weird blob of yeah. alien. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, like, this weird, he, like, turned into, like, a blob of, like, energy, like, it was It weird. was, like, I don't know. Oh, and wow... He's dying. He said something that is very interesting and important for future episodes. And mm-hmm. that is that there is another caretaker out there. Yes. It is his spouse. So that's the whole reason why he, like, captured Bellana and Harry is because he wanted to try... This is so gross, but he wanted to try and mate with them <laughs> to make another caretaker for the Ocampa. Because his mate, one of his own species, left him. Left. Abandoned him and the accomplice. Jerk. He's this poor guy who's alone. And doing he was his like, job. He's doing his, his job. Promise. And his, his wife just leaves. So that's not cool. Yeah. But, like, so that's why he was. That's why he brought Voyager and why he brought the Maquis into the Badlands in the first place. That's why he was saying, like, you don't have what I need. He needed someone. Who can mate with him compatibly. So then they could live on and... And take care of the Okampa. Yeah. Again, incredibly insanely complicated. It's actually yeah. a really interesting idea. Like, yes. you have to really think it through. And it's really clever for the writers. Like, they came up with this whole scheme. So that's really cool. Um, but confusing for viewers. So, yeah. there you go. <laughs> uh, so things kind of settle down. Yeah. Things are finally... They're kind of like drifting through space now. Yeah. They're 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 not really moving around, but they're kind of just kind distancing of from distancing, themselves. Yeah. Kind of calming down. And then we see something interesting happen. Ooh, a good moment. A good moment. With yes. Tom finally. Mm-hmm. Yes. A, a a good moment with Tom finally. Finally, <laughs> yes. He needed Tom this. did something right. Yeah. Um, which is very interesting because again, this isn't normal Jane way to take someone and and do this and like yeah. already give so this so Tom is kind of a dirtbag at this point yeah. let's just be honest and Janeway basically is like hey I need a new con officer cause my old one is dead died. as are a lot of people right now and I'm gonna give you the field commission of lieutenant yeah so Which is he like, skipped cadet and ensign yeah <laughs> Both went straight rights. up and went he goes straight, straight down eventually. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> that comes later. Yeah. But he's now a lieutenant who is flying the ship. So that was that was nice. And that was actually a really nice moment. Like Tom goes, like she kind of tells him that. And Tom is like, for the first time in my life, I don't really know what to say. And yeah. It was just kind of this nice little nice little thing where it was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Tom so finally like a second chance for Tom. Yeah. A new kind of a fresh, fresh sheet of paper, a, a chance to start again, 
And it just, it kind of worked out well there. Yeah. And then we also hear that Kess and Neelix want oh, to yeah. stay on board. They the want whole, to say, you need me. You need me. Neelix basically tells Jamie, it's like, I don't need you, you need me. Which she doesn't ever need anyone. Not really. But, and her but face through that person. was like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, like, but what? But the, her being the good person was she like, She was like, yes. hey, we'll take you on, okay. you know? And I will say, Neelix has a lot of skills. He can cook. And he's also, he's very well, he's very knowledgeable about the area yes. that they would be flying through. Because he lives there, and he's a trash collector, so uh-huh. he, he travels a lot looking for trash and <laughs> picking up after other people. So, that's kind of where, where Neelix and Kes go. And then they kind of leave her, her ready room, which is where this was all happening, and yeah. they go onto the bridge. And we're just going to let Janeway sum it up for you, because she just has this incredible speech, and it's so uh-huh. amazing. Alright, here everything we go. Of everything you need to know for the mm-hmm. rest. For the rest of the thing. Okay, so Janeway says, she's walking on the bridge, and she says, We're alone in an uncharted part of the galaxy. We've already made some friends here and some enemies. We have no idea of the dangers we're going to face. But one thing is clear. Both crews are going to have to work together if we're going to survive. That's why Commander Chakotay and I have agreed that this should be one crew. A Starfleet crew. And as the only Starfleet vessel assigned to the Delta Quadrant, we'll continue to follow our directive to seek out new worlds and explore space. But our primary goal is clear. Even at maximum speeds, it would take 75 years to reach the Federation. But I'm not willing to settle for that. There's another entity, like the caretaker, out there somewhere, who has the ability to get us there a lot faster. We'll be looking for her, and we'll be looking for wormholes, spatial rifts, or new technologies to help us. Somewhere along this journey, we'll find a way back. Mr. Paris set a course for home. (laughs) 